This is a conversation with Chelsea Pinky. She is one of the three hosts of Black Girls Texting, which is a podcast. Uh, it's like an hour-long dialogue where, they, where three women, uh, Chelsea Pinky, Glenn Pogue, and Sade Parham, um, unpack conversations that are held in their group chat. And, you know, the idea is that society focuses so much on the idea that Black women are strong and, you know, Black girl magic, but Black women are also, you know, ordinary people. And, you know, Black girls travel, Black girls laugh, Black girls live, the Black girls text, right? And so that's the kind of concept behind their podcast. And it's done very well. They have like 100,000 downloads and counting, and their guests have included Amanda Seals, Megan Good, um, Janelle Monet, and Serena Williams, who, you know, if you're talking about black women, is probably one of the most legendary black women uh, to ever exist. Um, so yeah, this is uh, Chelsea. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining me, Chelsea. Of course. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, if you're listening, you can't see this, but her hair, she has the I guess that's a side part. That's a side part, I believe. Yeah, just a side part. Looking, was that done recently? Um, I did it on s- Sunday. Okay, so that's like that's still pretty fresh. Okay, so <laughs> you are a podcaster. Yes, you're one one third. Yeah, one third, right? Of Black girls texting. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys like. Okay, first of all, how did you get um Serena Williams? That's like. It, of all the black women in the world, probably that's, I don't want to start ranking people, but I mean, Beyonce, Serena, I don't know. Michelle Obama. Oh yeah. Michelle, Michelle. That, Oprah. Yeah, Michelle. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. Oprah. That's the Mount Rushmore, I guess. I'm trying to think of who, like who's, who else is up there. I know. Yeah. Those are pretty top. Serena was, that was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, okay, how did that happen? So we're black girls texting and obviously most of our listeners are black women because we're black girls texting and someone on her PR team is a listener. So they reached out to us. And at first we all saw the email and we were like, it was something super simple. Like, would you, would you all want Serena on your podcast? And I was like, what? This someone's pranking us. (laughs) (laughs) Like someone's fucking with us. Um, And it turned out to be real. So that was really how it happened. It was that simple. Well, that's one of the dope things about like being a creator. Like you never know who's out there receiving it. Like you just don't know who who's listening, who's watching. Um, yeah. What was the? I mean, what was the conversation? I mean, I, I've watched it, but for the, I mean, what was it like? Like you know, when she when she joined the chat, like what was that feeling like? What, how was the how did the conversation go? It was crazy. I mean, we've had like a lot of great guests. Like we've had like Janelle Monae, Amanda Seals, Tia Mowry, a lot of great women. Um, but like, as you said, Serena Williams, it's just like, what? And she had just announced her, um, not retirement, but evolution away from tennis. I like that. Um, that. yeah. And she, so it was, you know, Serena was kind of top of mind for everyone. We were all watching the U S open. Um, but she came on to talk about her book because she is a tennis player, but she's also an author and investor and wears so many hats. So she came on to talk about her children's book, which is like this really sweet book, The Adventures of Quay Quay. I don't know if you follow her Instagram. But I, I should. There's this like little doll that's like, it's like a bald headed doll and it's so cute. And it like does these little TikTok dances. And anyway, she's doing like a series of books about the doll. So we talked about that. Um, but yeah, she was beautiful. She was nice, like really kind. Um, 
so far, I would say that was peak peak moment for me. Well, I mean, you've all, the podcast has only been around for how long? Like a a year ish? Mm, like or two? Pl- oh, two. Okay, okay. Well, that's okay. Well, either way, it's still impressive. However long it's been, uh, I thought yeah. it was a little younger than that. But yeah, I mean, that's a bit. I mean, what's that like? I think a lot of people start a podcast and then quit because I guess like. Well, first of all, let's just rewind a little bit because you're from New York, right? Brooklyn, New York, born and raised, living in LA. Right. We that's a that's a whole that's a whole conversation right there. Um, <laughs> what we met, I think I, I went to a party in the Bronx when I was living in New York. And I think we met there, and because it was just crazy because I never went out at all when I was living in New York, so I don't know how that even happened. But so you're from Brooklyn? What part? I'm from Flatbush, so where all the West Indians live. Okay, and you're are you West Indian? Yes, Trinidadian. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so I, yeah, so you're from Flatbush. I was in I was in New York pretty recently. I went to Bedside a couple of times. First time in New York in like five years. How long have you lived in LA? Yeah, no, I've been gone for too long. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I moved to LA in February, but I've been back to New York so less than a year now. Um, but I've been back to New York like five times since I've moved. Oh, so you really, really, <laughs> you really, uh, you love New York. I mean, yeah, it's funny. I think I've been avoiding it because I lived. I was doing the whole investment banking thing when I lived there. And that's just such a dreary, like obviously the money is great, but it's just such a dreary existence. And I also just had things in my personal life that I just was going through at the time. And so I feel like I associated New York with all like those things. So I never really went back that frequently. And I didn't go back for like five years. And I went back recently. I was like, Oh my goodness, New York is amazing. It's beautiful. Like the yeah. it's vibrant. And I was there during the holidays and like, it was just, I like, it was like, wow, I, I kind of, do I miss New York? Like, <laughs> like not me missing New York. Um, so the dream I feel like is bi-coastal because New York yeah. is amazing. But, and as a native New Yorker, I feel bad saying this, but LA is also pretty amazing. Well, yeah, I want to get into that at some point. Cause I like moving to LA, like we've both moved from New York to LA and like, I'd love to hear about your experience, but okay. So you, what was your, like, what, what were you like, like college, ch- like, college work after college like what was that what was your career like uh up until that yeah so i went to a very small very white liberal arts college in upstate new york um it's called Col- which one yeah Ocean? take a guess Col- well you started saying cole something colby close colgate Col- okay i know colgate yeah 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 even though i'm a fraud wearing a howard sweatshirt is that your fiance well i think fiance right fiance Fiance. no it's just because i'm a fraud and i wish i went to an hbcu but immigrant parents didn't even know about hbcus anyways so um (laughs) so i went to college there graduated had no idea what i was doing i started teaching to this day i think teachers that's like the most important job in the world but i was not getting paid what my lifestyle wanted so there was a mismatch i feel that i feel that it's fine i watched the video today on twitter of like a teacher getting i guess the caption you can't believe every caption but a teacher got beat up by a student for like reading out i guess the, the teachers told the student um like the, the parents the students grades and you know and I, I literally was thinking they don't get paid enough for this so it's funny that you say that like you know um that that was the mismatch i remember watching that video i'm like oh like you like they're not getting paid enough for this. Like, obviously, I understand it's complex, you know, pay and, like, taxes would go up or whatever, whatever. It ain't that complex because in Finland, teachers get paid, like, at least 100K. Oh, wow. Like, other other countries respect teachers a lot more. Um, oh, well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, like, America can always find money for, the, you know, like, defense or weapons or something. I mean, I'm not, like, the biggest, you know, whatever, like, pop, pol- politics person 
for either side. But I do think that, yeah, we just don't value certain things and or the market just doesn't value certain things, but yeah. or the country doesn't. But yeah. So you were like, you're teaching what, what grades? So I taught first grade at one school and then at another school I taught pre-K fours and actually moved up with my class to kindergarten, which was an amazing experience watching them like grow and staying with them for two years. Um, and they, they probably grow so much in those two years. Cause like the younger you are, like, the, you know, you grow so rapidly. Yeah. I think one of my proudest moments as a teacher, um, was it was when, uh, Trump got elected and a lot of the parents were like going to protests and all these things. And at the same time, my kids were obsessed with like superheroes so it was like two things happening at once, one in my classroom and like one in the world. And I was like, okay, we could make a curriculum out of this. So we were like, we, me and my partner teacher basically spoke and we asked the children, what is a superhero? And they were basically like someone who helps people that need them, someone who is strong, someone who does the right thing, someone who is always on the good side and beats the bad guys or whatever. They said all these things <laughs> right. and kids, they yeah. kids. Right. But like they made the connection that activists are real life superheroes. So we taught into that the entire year. Basically we, you know, at that age, you're teaching them how to write like early phonics and all of that. So they made signs. We did protests. They figured out what causes were important to them. It was just really cool. So, Teaching is really amazing. You just oh, don't yeah. get paid it, enough. It's, I mean, I, I'm some. I mean, I was I was a really good student, and like I'm someone who remembers the name of every teacher. Like, I, I there are things I've, I've forgotten over life, but I remember the name of every teacher, pretty much I've ever had. I mean, definitely like you know, first, second, third, fourth. You know, yeah, like I remember. Like teachers are just so, so crucial, so crucial. Um, yeah, yeah, and you spend so much time with them, like versus you know, even like. Think about the amount of hours you spend with your teacher versus even your parents, right? Or, or, or at yeah. Home. So yeah. you can say that you're asleep for eight. I mean, kids more than eight hours a day, probably. So you're spending all this time with your teachers. Um, okay. So then you you did that. I guess that, was, that must have been around the time we, we met. So you graduate, you teach. You're like, all right, like I need, I need this. This isn't, this is this mismatch. So then what do you, do you go, what do you go into after that? So then I was like, okay, what else am I interested in? I love fashion. So You're very fashionable. That's true. You're pretty oh, fashionable. Thank you. <laughs> As I sit here in a sweatshirt. <laughs> um, but I love fashion. So I just, you know, went on LinkedIn, used the tools and saw this like it was a temporary position at Adidas. Um, it was on their fashion team. So whenever they do like collaborations, um, got really lucky because I had no fashion experience outside of like working at Urban Outfitters um, and got the job. Uh, they ended up hiring me full-time, permanent. I got flown to Germany. It was like a oh, very wow. like, cool experience because um, it was only supposed to last like a few months. Um, and then from there, I went to luxury. So Caring, they're the umbrella company that owns like Gucci, Balenciaga, all of those things. Oh, wow. Were, you, and, so you, were, were your friends bothering you? Like, yo, can you get me the discount Like, oh, yeah. on, the, on the Gucci? Yes. Did you get it, and, you get it for them? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, and the discount. Ooh, it was a good discount. Really? Well, are you talking like what, like twenty, twenty percent? No, 25? like some. No, sometimes oh, more. We would have like employee like flash sales online, and it would be like a pair of shoes for eighty dollars. And if you know like Gucci shoes, they're like twelve hundred dollars. 
okay, now I'm mad at you because I would have I would have been Gucci down. Like, I'm not even a designer. I'm not a fashion. Well, I have my own fashion uh, story in LA. I'll tell you uh, over the course of this conversation, I'm probably, but um, I'm not like you know. I feel like Africans have that uh, stereotype of like we have to, we, like being loud, you know, like having like the, <laughs> like like we don't get the the simple designer like the Laura Piana, or the Bruno Cuccinelli, like the, the 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 one you have to know to know. It's like now nah, right. we gotta get the the Gucci Louis all over. So if I had a plug like that. <laughs> I would, you know, I would have made sure I was Gucci down. Yeah, yeah. It was a great, great discount. But I learned a lot. I had an incredible, like, Black woman boss, which I had never had before. Um, And anyways, during this time, I started podcasting. Like, I was in a group chat of six girls. It ranged from me being the youngest and then a girl who was probably, like, five years older than me being the eldest. And... We would talk about anything and everything in the group chat. Things from, okay, I got this new job. How do I negotiate salary? Um, okay, I got a package with the new job. How much should I be putting in my 401k? Oh, I'm dating this new guy. Like, you know, what do I wear? What kind of energy do I want to be like flirty and open? Or should I be like conservative and like more like wifey material? Like whoa, all these whoa. things. <laughs> well, hey, you could be flirty and open and wifey material now. I think a lot of, I think it's that whole, you know, the reverse. I remember there was that era of the, oh, uh, what's that Steve Harvey thing? Thing like a man wait 90 days. And it's like, oh, a lot of people wait 90 days and then the 91st day, it's trash. Yeah. And a lot of people, some people on the first night and they become, you know, live happily ever after. But I, I feel you. I feel Me. You. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I love the openness. Um, but yes, we... We talked about everything in the group chat and it was all these different perspectives, people in all these different industries. Some of us were freelancing. So Glenn, who's my co-host now, is an incredible writer. She was freelancing. Um, Sade, who's my other co-host, was climbing the corporate ladder. She was a buyer at Macy's um, and like to this day is in corporate world. Um, But anyways, we were like, okay, let's record these. And then people slowly fell off. It went from six to three. So how many years um, ago was that? When we first started, I think when we first, God, I should know the exact date. I don't know. I'm, I want to say like two or three. I don't know. We were recording in a kitchen. Um, no real equipment. Um, and we just kept doing it. And our first guest was Mandy, who comes from another podcast. Oh, Horrible, Horrible Decisions? Decisions. Okay. I actually were, I mean, by the time this is out, I guess this will be public. I've been working, whatever. I've been working with Weezy on something. I guess I, oh. I don't know if it'll be public by then, but um, oh, Weezy cool. from so, Yeah, 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 yeah. She, I mean, we actually haven't met in person yet. Although, again, by the time this comes out, maybe that won't be the case anymore. But yeah, we've been working together on on something. Very cool uh, in, in the podcast space, not this podcast. Uh, yeah, I, um, but something in the podcast space. Cool. Well, yeah. So Mandy was our first guest because I think horrible. It was bigger than us, but it wasn't what it is now. And she had put out like a call to action on her Instagram. Like if anyone wants me on their podcast, like I'll be on your podcast. And we were like, oh yeah, come on our podcast. She came all the way from the Bronx to Brooklyn, recorded with us. We like partied together after. Anyways, we started having more and more guests. The podcast started developing. We started getting ads and it just started growing from there. And I feel like once you start getting the ads and the notable guests, then you start taking it a bit more seriously. And that's what happened for us. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a ride and it's that's still good. going. That's good. I'm, I'm still very much at the beginning of this podcast journey. So it is good to see. Cause I, I think with media, like 
you there's this desire to i mean in life there's a desire for kind of overnight success mm-hmm. but if you look at most people it takes you know like you didn't have serena williams on as your first guest right and so I do think it is beautiful. Like, well, as I've been having these conversations with, with different, you know, guests and most of them in the creative field, you know, there, I don't know, sometimes in other, especially in other fields, there's this desire for like instant success, right? Like you want it right away. But I think with media and with just anything you're building yourself, it, it tends to come kind of slowly and then all at once. So what yeah. was that like? Like as you were doing it and you maybe weren't getting like, you know, cause I'm sure the, the first few episodes or however many, it might be like 10 downloads, right? Or it might be 20 or it might be, for you know, like so, what was that like to to keep you know to keep? Because uh, I mean, I know you guys were doing it with equipment, but it's not easy necessarily. Like to you have to like ho- get a hoster and a service, and y'all have to coordinate to meet, and you have to have some equipment. So what was it yeah. like powering through? Because most people, their pocket like most podcasts stop. I think after like the first like the third episode, probably. Yeah, like so many people, and I don't knock it. Like so many of my friends are like, I want to start a podcast, and the first thing I tell them is to just do it, like Nike, because <laughs> it's like just just get started like sometimes people plan 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 but what our podcast is today is so different from what it was in the beginning because it evolves and it develops and you start learning how to put things together and we're still learning um but yeah in the beginning for sure it was kind of like talking to ourselves it was kind of just like therapy for us to have a time a hour or two dedicated to just talk through shit stuff i don't know if you curse on here um, I try. I try not to. Although I do, I try not to because you know how immigrant Brad, parents, right? Yeah, yeah they okay. get not even. Well, someday, but immigrant parents. I'm like, even if I don't tell my parents I'm doing something, they just end up finding it anyway. Because yeah, well, I guess also whatever. My name is a little bit out there, <laughs> but I think um, <laughs> yeah, I try not to. But it's not an ad thing. Anyone and I have over the course of just. I'll try to do it if I'm like re- reading something, <laughs> if I'm quoting something. But yeah, it's all good. Um, well, that's so, yeah, a I mean, fun fact about Serena. She does not curse. Really. Yeah. Also, I love that you said that she was very nice. I, I do think that there's like a like that you're more likely, I feel like, to to find a celebrity who's mean, who's like, I feel like there's like a it's like a, a an inverse curve where like celebrities on like the very low end, like C and D listers, will kind of be mean, and then celebrities on yes. on the very high end will be like nice. Like you'll be you'll be surprised at like who who like who's really you know like like I feel like the, like the people who are really really big often aren't aren't jerks. Yeah, yeah. We had a, I would say, C-list celebrity. I'm not going to say her name, but she was not the nicest. Um, But anyways, um, so yes, in the beginning, it was kind of just like therapy. And also, it was almost like a research project. So it forced us to, to research different topics. Like we talked about colorism. We talked about I'm trying to think of some of our early topics, but they were, it was very topical. Like we had a topic and we sat there and talked about it for an hour. Um, And it was cool. It was like a research project. We we learned a lot. And then we started looking for experts in that field, ideally black women, but now we're open to non-black women and men. Um, But yeah, that's how it started. And it was great because we were getting to meet all these really interesting, cool women black women in all these different fields and when else would i get a chance to talk to these people um so yeah it was i don't know i just love podcasting i think it's like a great outlet but i agree a lot of people start it they're not consistent with it they run out of topics too is a thing and that's true then it just ends 
Yeah, or there's no like theme to it, you know. I guess, yeah, what advice? Because I'm a, I'm a baby podcaster, so what advice would you give uh, to new newer podcasters? I think be consistent, like because I think if you, even if you have one listener, and they really like what you put out, but then you don't put it out sometimes, and you put it out other times, then they're just like, well, I can't trust you or rely on you for my weekly podcast, you know. So I feel like consistency is super important. Um, That's the main thing. I mean, ideally, like branding and having like a theme, I think is great. But sometimes it doesn't work out like that. And I think that's fine. Yeah, that's that's the best. I mean, even before I ever embarked upon this, I feel like people would always be like, yo, consistency is key. Just every, and that's why it's funny. I started, I recorded I've been recording just like a ton to the point now I'm like if somebody cancels I'm like I'm like yes <laughs> you know like <laughs> I'm glad I was recording so many and I was like I'm like oh I don't want this to like or like I'll be recording some and I'll be like oh, like someone yeah because I talk about dating a, a decent amount um I call it like a stealth dating podcast because I'm talking to all these different guests like I'll say like it's like a like I don't know celebrities influencers people around the entertainment industry but then I'll just at the end be like so like let's talk about dating because I do think dating is just such a like if you think about Twitter, like everyone's always talking about like splitting the rent and um, $200 <laughs> oh, dates and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, not, not that, uh, that's not your life. Uh, any, if it ever was, I don't know, but it's, it's definitely <laughs> not your life anymore. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, like running out of topics and, and just, you know, being consistent. That's, that's very, that's very key. So you yeah. move, so you're, you're working at, um, so you leave teaching, you're working at Adidas and then how do you end up in LA? So then I started working at another company. I'm like, oh, I started working at a place called StockX. Oh, no, I, (laughs) yes, I I no longer work there. Um, But I worked there and it was a remote role. Um, And what what were you doing for them? Working with like their top buyers and sellers, Mm -hmm. Um, like just getting them to use the platform. I think there are better platforms now, but yeah, uh, I, I was I asked a friend of mine because I want to get I've been I've been like running the actually we'll, when we talk about fashion, we'll, we'll, I was I've been running these Jordans into the ground that I've had for so many years. And when I get these new Jordans, I asked my friend like, should I like what about StockX? And he's like, no, like, he's like a big sneakerhead. He's like, no, like, go on, go. Yeah, he said he said he said go. Yeah, and he also. I was also like I guess Flight Club too. Like I I got my Jordans yeah. from Flight Club, but he's like goat. Which goat owns Flight Club? Oh, okay. And then he said I yeah. think there's one other one he might have said. Um, I'm using my my cell phone to record like backup just in case. Um, but I think uh, I'll check. But there's one other one that he said too. But I, I definitely Goat Group was the one he uh, he mentioned. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's elite. Uh, but anyways, so I was remote, and my partner had the opportunity to move across the country, and he was like, "Are you down?" And I was like, "Okay, wait. I'm okay, down. let's talk about because you you met you all met like randomly at like a bar or something, right? Yeah, yeah. You, wait, how do you know that? I, I follow you on Instagram. I feel like you shared the story. Or maybe, first of all, I follow you on Instagram and I actually like, I like to, because I feel like, not a, not a real pet peeve, like a minor pet peeve is when you watch interviews and like, it's clear the interviewer just isn't interested. And, like, it just doesn't, you know, like they don't know mm. basic facts about the person. And it's like, okay, yeah. like, what's, like what was the point? Like you don't care about this person. So I, I try to do my research, you know, I try to do a little, not like onto the crazy Narduar, like I'm going to find out your third grade teacher and like, you know, not that, but just like, oh, okay, like little facts about these, these people. So yeah, I know you guys met at a bar. Like how was, you know, how, what was that like? Yeah. So, uh, my ex best friend who was my best friend since I was like 11 years old, um, 
but she was one of those friends like your mom is always like oh that person's not your friend you know oh wow. so, moms moms always have they always know moms be knowing um anyway so she invited me out to this bar in manhattan and i was living at home at the time and i was like well i'm home in brooklyn in my pajamas literally in bed hair wrapped scarf on and she was like well i want you to meet my friends i want you to meet my friends begged me to come out i get out of bed get dressed hair done makeup done get on the train at the time go into the city and i get to this bar and she's not there oh wow like i'm looking all over the bar she's not there not that it should matter but whatever it kind of does i was the only black woman in the bar it was just like all white people it was a very white are we talking like is this midtown or or no it was it was called i i love now love the bar it's called like salente or salente like what oh okay i'm about it was very white it was very white not saying that that's a bad thing but i just would not have been at the bar so (laughs) so i'm looking for my friend all over the place she's not answering and then i see this Beautiful, handsome black man, but I was like, "Oh, he probably likes white girls." Because look at the bar. Um, okay, I, so. feel like, I feel like guys like guys do that a lot. Like, I've gotten that sometimes. People like, "Oh, like looking at your Instagram looks like you like." I'm like, "There are no white girls on my Instagram." Like, no, like there are yeah, white girls on your Instagram. There's like three. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> I was gonna clarify. There's like three, but there's like overwhelmingly black girls on my. I think. I think that like guys who appear to. I think that black guys who appear outwardly successful get kind of put in this box of like, oh, you probably like white. Because I've seen people just say like, oh, this person, like a friend of mine said that about another friend of mine who he did in fact end up, well, oh, this is going to be, actually, I don't want because <laughs> your, your uh, fiance is friends with like a lot of people who I know. I don't, I've never met him or that I know of, but he's friends with a lot of people who I know, like do that yes, whole yes, yes. Harvard. I don't know. He must, did he go to HBS or something? Like he, I no. like he knows all the black kind of Harvard Yeah, it's finance. a small world. Is he in finance? Oh gosh, I don't want to tell all his business. Okay, well, I'm okay. like well, he's not on here, yeah, but yes, they, you, we do have a mutual friend. For yeah, sure. you have a, yeah. Anyway, I just remember that a friend of mine was like had DM me about a, another friend of mine, be like, "Oh, he's cute." Cause like, maybe I posted him. And she saw, it, he, but she's like, he seems like he likes white girls. And I was like, like, like where, like, where's that coming from? And the thing is, he did end up actually with a white woman, yeah. but so whatever, maybe her intuition. But I do like when someone said that about me, like they're like, "Oh, looking on your Instagram, looks like you like white girls." I'm like. And like no offense to white girls, I hope you know have some white white listeners of all of yeah, men, yeah. men and women. But I'm like, wait, where is that coming from? Like, there's like the ratio of black women on my page to white women is is astronomical. Is very like way more like very few white women. Like, I don't yeah, really... I think black women are just very sensitive to that topic because being like, and I I hate using this term because it fa- sounds like annoying and pretentious, but like being like a professional black woman or an upwardly mobile black woman or however you want to a black woman that may have gone to HBS or a black woman, a black woman who has a a Soho house membership. Correct. Um, maybe even a zero bond one. She is. Wait, what's the zero bond? What's that? I don't, I don't, that's, that's, Oh, you're not hip. You don't know about zero bond? I have, I'm, I'm, I've been, you're supposed to be in entertainment. I've been off the scene. Um, <laughs> I remember I was supposed to have a meeting with with <laughs> with Kenya with Kenya Barris and Weezy at this. I think this what this like the super the super private members club. that's like a Soho, but even more Soho. I think it's like it's Santa Monica San bungalows. San, yeah, yeah, San Vicente bungalows. Oh, yeah, yeah. So very. I know that one. No, it, we got canceled. Kenya's the most the busiest man in the world. Um, 
But no, I don't know. What's Sierra Bonds? I mean, I think when I was there, I saw him. Oh, yeah. You know, people keep, <laughs> I don't know why, like, we've actually we worked together on Blackest, but we're not, like, so intertwined. But people be like, oh, I, like, people have been lately been like, like, I was in Miami for our bottles, and someone's like, oh, like, I was going, I went to Soho Beach House there. And someone's like, oh, Kenya, Kenya's in, you know, and then I text him, he's like, we had, we had just missed each other. And somebody else, even maybe today or yesterday, was like, oh, I, I saw Kenya at Soho House. I'm like, like, I don't need like all his whereabouts, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, but uh, um, yeah. Wait, what's Zero Bond? I mean, put me on, please. So it's another members club in New York City. It's on Bond Street. Uh, so like, you know Bond Street, like the sushi spot. I like. I like ran away from New York. Like when I moved to LA, I was like, Pete. Like my life just did a. Like I was like, I used to leave. I don't know. I used to leave work at like so late and be like depressed. And now it's like, oh, this is great. I get to like go out and just live a fun life. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Maybe give New York another chance though. It really is a great city. But anyway, so my point is being a black woman in that space, you can become very sensitive because it feels like a lot of the guys also in that space, black men also in that space aren't interested in you anymore because it's like all of a sudden the world opened up to them and they kind of forgot home, so to speak. Um, And I think now it's definitely changing. Like I remember like a few years ago, I had a bunch of friends that were like, I will never date outside of my race versus now a lot of them are like, Hey, the men are doing it. So I'm going to get myself a white King too. Wow, a white king. Yeah, <laughs> That's Jack, what yeah, Jack Harlow. It's it's the, it's the Jack Harlow uh, situation. <laughs> it's the Jack Harlow. It's the Harry. It's the, you know. Oh yeah, Harry. I, I forget about. I mean, he's got his himself a, a queen. I think maybe it's a colorism issue, but I feel like I forget that sometimes I forget that she's black. I mean, I don't forget because she's gotten so much hate, but I forget yeah. just you know looking. Well, she even said that she was in uh in her documentary. She talked about how she never really saw herself as a black person per se. So she went to the UK and they were being racist. <laughs> yeah. Um, that That's definitely an awakening to one's, uh, you know. Anyway, so, all right. Yeah, I'm just, I want to beat those allegations. That's all. I, I, wanna be, I want all of us to, be, I mean, look, unless they apply to you, and in that case, you know, whatever. But I've just been surprised. Like, it happened like a couple of times when someone was like, oh, like you, your page, that seems, and I just feel like, wait, I, I think it's just because, I think it's because of what you're saying. Because I don't think I give that. I mean, I don't think I give that off at all. And definitely not my page because it's overwhelmingly, you know. You definitely give. I'm. You're open to it. But like, I'm just not even. I'm not though. I'm really. I'm not. But I don't like judge someone who is or anything. But I'm just not like. I love. I really like, love black women. Like I just find them so. Are you dating you know? any right now? No, no, no. I'm not not really. I mean, nothing, nothing serious. Um, nothing really even unserious. So no, not really. I mean, it's weird. We, I want to get into that in a second because dating is. <laughs> I, I like to close on dating, but okay. So you. So, yeah, so, you, so I yeah, saw him there across the and bar. You think he, he probably likes white women because you're you're stereotyping. Right, my my being prejudiced. It's that Kanye and, line when he gets on, he leave, he only asks for a white girl. I think yeah, that which Kanye that, did. Fair. Fair, um, fair. But I do think that I do think that people f- see like, oh, this person seems on, and so he might. And it's just like that's not. Come on, that's not always the case. It's not always the case, but it is a case. Yeah, no, for sure. So okay, so and I, I, you know, this isn't about him, but I've seen his because, like I said, we have mutuals. I've seen he looks very handsome man. You know, very brother. kind person. Anyway, so we spoke that night, went on a date, few 
few days later and the rest is history what was the date what was where y'all go i'm trying I, i'm trying to see where, where i can try my luck you know i'm trying to get i'm trying to be fianced up well we went to a so first we went to a cafe but i was an hour late oh wow. i know i know see, but i was see, texting the whole time and okay. it was because of it was because of my mom it was her birthday okay. and i figured she would go to sleep as normal early and she didn't and i was like i'm sorry like it's my as you knew when we picked this day, it's my mom's birthday, and I'm, but I'm, you know, whatever. So yeah. I was an I hour think you late. Also, are you know, are an attractive woman because I do think that like a lot of people can't get away with certain <laughs> certain things. I'm trying to, like an hour. I was I communicative mean, though. That's fair. That's fair. I that's didn't fair. just show up an hour late. I was communicating the whole time. But anyways, we salvaged the date. It, you know, it ended up being a great evening at a cafe. And then we, he was like, "Do you want to go to the blonde?" So I don't know if you know the blonde because you're not a New York person. I told you I left. I left New York and I never looked back. Like I was like, yo, I'm, you know, I did the whole LA thing. Like I did the super LA thing because I was like 23. You know what I mean? So I was like, I bought the G wagon. Like I was out with <laughs> Drake and and <laughs> Kylie and Kendall and B. Like I was just living the LA life. I was like, peace, yeah. New York. Like goodbye. Like all like you know, when I used to leave work at 2 a.m. All the artists that I used to listen to leaving work at 2 a.m. It's like, oh, I'm like we're like cool not cool now but like that's the, that's my life now you know yeah um uh, so I, yeah i don't know like like i said five years like i cannot imagine like i used to live in new york and so go, so go five years plus without going back was like insane. where'd you live in new york i mean so i live in the financial district right so i, I, I mean, my okay. life in new york i would literally wake up walk 10 minutes to tribeca uh be at work until you know 10 p.m on a good night midnight Damn. or 2 a.m on you know midnight 2 a.m Every now and then, the six, a six a.m. a couple times, a, you know, a, a, a full all nighter type of thing. So, I mean, the all nighter thing wasn't. I probably had like two legitimate. Like I was there from ten a.m. until noon the next day or one p.m. the next day. Um, I mean, yeah, but like, yeah, I was just. I, but I think certain people, like you've you've been out on that whole New York scene. I think certain people, because New York is actually like a, a lot of work and hustle and stuff, especially with finance mm -hmm. and, and legal and stuff. And I think there's certain people who it's like I worked. 8,800 hours this week. I, I get off. I'm, I need to turn up and go to up and down or whatever. Yeah. What, what was popping back then? I don't know. Up and down. One um, Oak. Yeah. One Oak. I don't know. Marquee, Hudson Terrace, like whatever was cool back then. And I'm the type of person who's like, yo, I worked 8,800 hours this week. And also to be fair, like when bankers said that we work 100 hours or formerly we work 100 hours, and you're not like sitting there at the desk for 100 hours, but it's more like you're on call. You're kind of always just, you know, you have to sit, you have to, you're just there. Yeah. Um, and so, I'm the more the type who's like, yeah, I worked 100 hours this week. I need to just lie, like lie in a dark room <laughs> and like eat Five Guys and like watch yeah. Sex in the City the entire series or like Snapped or date you know Dateline or like I'm just I need to hibernate basically. So I was yeah. I never did the whole bottles and models and going out in New York. I was just like, yeah, I'm I'm tired. <laughs> like I'm not you know. Well, that's good. You weren't a total finance bro. Yeah, I, I also just never really loved the club. I just don't love the club like that. I'm like, it's loud. Yeah, like, why, I like why, it why am I paying like two thousand dollars to be in like a tiny area and like yeah. this bottle costs eighty dollars at the liquor store? Like, why is it two? Like, why is it fifteen hundred? Like, I just I could never really square the club. Like, I'm just not like, what are you like? No, I just no. It's not, yeah, not it's for me. pretty. It's pretty illogical. Did you watch Industry? I, that's why I was working on a show. Um, I was on a show uh with 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 some pretty big people and. And this was a show that I watched that was kind of helped inform, you know, like I, I was like kind of helping to rewrite a project. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and like a, this is a really big streamer, and I I watched the industry just to kind of get because it was kind of set in that same sort of world. I mean, that's why they they brought me on to help rewrite it. Um, but I watched it a little bit for that. But yeah, I mean, it's like wow. Do you, do you like industry? Do you do you feel it's accurate? Well, all my friends say it's pretty accurate. I I thought it was really really well done. I'm like I can't wait to see what happens next season. But if you don't watch it. I don't want to say that. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I watched a little bit of it just to get like, because we I was working on something that was in that same universe, sort of. Um, but I, I, it was like, I think it was very technical. Like they didn't really explain things. It was kind of like assuming that you you already kind of have a background. Yeah. Like, so I can understand yeah. why a finance bro would be like, oh yeah, because it's not, it doesn't really explain to you. It's just kind of like assumes to come from that world. Yeah. Like um, a lot of my friends were like, I don't get it. And I was like, oh, I get it. But it was because I had people there to ask. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Like just like, um, it's like li- like LIBOR. Like, what's LIBOR, right? Like, it's you know the London income. You know, but like if you if you're not in finance, you wouldn't know what LIBOR is, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we met and we hit it off. The blonde is like was like one of the hardest doors in New York at the time. Um, that and we like you. Maybe like a little bit. Oh <laughs> come on! Oh, yeah, just you. It's okay to be impressed by. Maybe a by, little bit. Okay. Maybe a little bit. Um, but it ended up just being like super fun. Um, but yeah, when he said like, let's move to LA, fast forward to when we're engaged now. Um, engaged I was like, pre, pre the move or post the move? Wow, uh, we were engaged pre the move. So we got engaged in November. Uh, was your, was your, was your, uh, your, your immigrant mom like, yo, don't, don't move across the country for no man that, you, that, that didn't put a ring on it, basically? She did make those comments. Um, <laughs> you know immigrant moms across the board i mean i feel like probably most moms in general right i don't know somewhere i don't know a girl who's gonna move across the country for a guy they weren't engaged i mean you know it's it it varies yeah she she also wasn't an immigrant but i think a lot of moms you know would i don't know it it varies love is love is love right you do things yeah you do crazy things for love but i i always wanted to i've lived in new york my whole life um, like I, of course I did like study abroad and like went away to college, but as an adult never lived somewhere else. So LA, I've always loved LA. I've always been interested in TV and film. So like now oh, I've been doing that. my, yeah, now I've been doing like my acting classes and okay, my job which, is remote. So wait, which, um, wait, let's get into that. Which, um, what's, what's, which method or which, which coach, like, which, uh, all right. I didn't know. I, I didn't know this about you. You didn't know that? Yeah, you should have hit me. We could have a we could come up with a show together. Come on, that's a New York teacher, fashionista moves yeah. to LA. Like, come on, that's that, that's a. Layout. I thought you knew that, but yeah, I'm, I've been taking classes, and it's very cool because I mean, I feel like some people look at this as a negative thing. Like, oh, everyone in LA wants to be in TV and film. It's so blah 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 industry, which I could see that. But the people I'm in class with, it's cool because they all take it seriously and like oh for sure are really into their craft and like are excited about the work they do so my my first roommate in la i mean so i had this brilliant idea so i i had this you know i did did the classic financing where you live with a bunch of people where you're all working at the same goldman yeah and you know all you know i like princeton penn harvard dartmouth whatever bros work finance bros yeah and we had this we had a three bedroom but we we converted to a four bedroom you pay a company you know to put the wall up like they do in new york and when I was moving to LA, I, I was subleasing my room in uh, New York on Airbnb. And it's such a long story to tell us to get to one single point. But anyway, I was subleasing my room in, in New York and I was getting so much money because it was such a nice neighborhood. So I was like, I'm going to get a two bedroom in LA. So I got, and I was, I was like, I'll run out the second room and it'll be like, I'll, it'll pay for the whole thing. 
mm-hmm. then I moved in. I was like, wait, like this is awkward. Like, I don't, like I'm having random people in and out. Like this is just not, you know, this is like weird. Like how, you know, I remember when I, had, I had like a random white dude who's in town for like a conference. It's like this is just like, I'm, I'm I'm a bachelor. I'm trying to like you know whatever. And so I ended up having uh, getting a roommate instead. My first roommate was Kofi, Kofi Cerebro, like you know Queen Sugar. Um, oh wow. Yeah, I mean we we, we had mutuals. Like uh, he he had he was dating he had been he was dating a friend of mine. Um, so it wasn't like totally random, but yeah, like. I mean, I also just know, obviously, I was writing for Blackish, right? So I was literally working with Tracy and Tracy, Tracy Ross and Anthony Anderson and Lawrence Fishburne and all the, you know, Yara and everybody. Um, yeah. Marcus and Kayla and um, Miles. Um, and so, you know, but yeah, like acting is definitely, uh, it's like, I think everyone does, but when you take, take people take it seriously as their craft, Kofi take it, like, he deserves so much of why he's where he is because he takes it, he took it, like, he's a real actor. You know, those like kind of yeah. moody, like emotional sort of like, like dark you know like is he like of, a method actor does he like yeah, change who he is for the, like i don't know if he is i don't think he's i think he's just like he like you know how artists just kind of kind of, kind of have sometimes this sort of aura about them yeah just this kind i know of what you like, mean yeah this sort of like moodiness. very pensive like yeah, pensive was, and yeah. brooding and like i'm not trying to like he's a dope dude i love him no yeah um, talented. yeah but he's he's very like a, i remember one time like one of my first la experiences was he was um um, I won't say which show, but he was like very, very close to getting on this, being the lead for this really big show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was still a pilot, but like it, you know, and it's it's a big show. Um, and his older brother was this guy, is a guy named Kwame who just knew everybody in L.A. Like you know, name like you know, Bieber, Kendall, Kylie, Diddy, uh, you know, Puffy, um, you know, every, every Drake. And so Drake was having a party, and I want like me and me and Kobe been driving around all day. I'm just like listening to Drake talking about our hopes and dreams, you know, just being 23 and 21, you know, whatever, 23, 21, maybe. And Drake posts on Instagram a video of him, of Drake, with of, of, of uh, Kofi's older brother Kwame, like at a party, the, the party's getting set up and whatever. I'm like, yo, we got to go. Like, you're like, we got to go. And Kofi, like, I'm over here, you know, I'm, and we hit up his brother. His brother's like, oh, um, okay, Kofi, you're my brother. You can go. But if y'all both want to come, you got to bring. I'm going to curse. Ten bad bitches. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, all right, like, because I've been in LA for a little bit. Like, I have our friend. You can find ten. Oh yeah, for, to go to Drake's house, you can you can find ten real quick, and especially in that era, like 2015. Like, not that I mean, Drake is even bigger now, but there's just a certain like, you know. So anyway, but Kofi just did not like, and this is also I think partially because he grew up in LA, so he's been around all that stuff. But he just yeah. was like, no, like I have I have a major audition tomorrow. Like, right. I had to drag him, you know. And we like. It was a whole longer story, but I had, a, you know, like I had a, yo, come on. And like, yeah, he just always cared. And like, you know, all these actors, like I've been talking to a lot of actors for this, for this podcast. And like, yeah, like just that, that passion, that like intensity and that singular focus. Cause like you said, everyone is trying to do it. Right. So you have to really it's a lot out. of competition. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a lot sure. of competition. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's been great living here. Um, I think it's always good to try new things, even as an adult, stretch yourself a little bit. As I said, I'm born and raised in New York. I go back home and I I told myself this too, like I need to not go home so often. But when I go home, it's like, cheers. Like everybody knows your name, you know, like you have friends everywhere. You run into people, you go to Dumbo house and like, you're going to see friends here. I am, I don't know anyone here. So it's like a different it's a different muscle of making new friends and all of that stuff. So, are your co-hosts in New York still? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, yeah, it could be. Like, I had a big kind of tribe, and and like, I had a couple of friends, and I just kind of made a bunch more. And also, I think just all like my friendships were genuine, and, and they, like, I've you know I've been up and I've been down. I still have pretty much the same friends, but mm-hmm. I think you know also being like twenty three with like this really nice car and like your own place and like writing for 
blackish as it's becoming blackish actually yeah. helped but you know i definitely had like a big tribe in la so yeah i mean it's i can understand like the isolation um but i'm sure you'll find like your your circle especially if you're in acting classes and if you're going out although i guess if you're if you're married if you're engaged that because I, I don't know stuff, a lot of like friendships could kind of just come from like aborted relations <laughs> like a, like a, someone trying to talk to you and then maybe it doesn't work out or you're like whatever yeah. and then yeah, you know, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no no it's it's real it's it's definitely dip, like obviously my best friend here is my fiance right. um and then i was lucky i have one other friend that was my roommate in college so she lives here too um but yeah meeting new friends here it is different because it's not like we're like going to the club together like i'm not really on that anymore yeah. or like i'm at a different space now so oh, yeah you're, you're engaged i mean i also think yeah. that like it's hard to make friends in like adulthood just in general mm-hmm. because it's like if you think about where you make friends it's like school work and church pretty much if yeah you, and so it's like okay like i remember like i'm like okay well i'm not at school anymore um my work you know right for blackish like right I, I got very blessed and you know lucky and fortuitous to get on in TV writing so young because you know LA is a very much even acting too people always think that acting it happens overnight like people yeah. are grinding obscurity whether it's Brad Pitt John Hamm have stages where they're sleeping on somebody's couch and stuff mm-hmm. um, and so you know but so like I got on, on that sh- writing stuff so early but like all the you know Black is a show about um, parenting right so everyone's kind of parents and like older and then I don't nearly go to church although <laughs> there's this one church in LA called One Church I don't know if it's still there but the <laughs> the um the pastor was was married to Megan Good. So I was like, yo, like I know God is good, but he he can't not be that good that, that you, you get to marry <laughs> Megan Good. Like, come on, you need. I want, oh my I want gosh, she's. But you, she was on. She was on our show too. Oof, she's gorgeous. Like, she is gorgeous. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I want my pastor to have like a very, a, a very homely, you know, just like a, just a, just a, just a nice matronly. <laughs> um, and I, they've since I guess divorced. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, they, they just. You know, but one church is very, I don't know if you've been there, if you go to church, if you're religious, but one church is very, like, hip. It's like the hip black church, like, in Hollywood. Ooh, or, or like I want to go. Like, I don't know if it's still that. I haven't been in a long time. Also, I don't know, like, like he, the the the, the pastor had, like, a big book, and, like, he was married to Megan Good and all that. And, but it was, like, kind of like the, the hip, young, uh, black actor-y church. Also, this one church called Agape, and, like, I think it's, like, in, towards... Inglewood, Ladera area, I think. I'm not 100% okay. sure. Um, but yeah, I th- yeah, it's like you realize, wait, like th- those are the places you meet fr- you make friends. So like yeah. if you're not in those places, then like, you know, making friends in adulthood is weird. Like I think basketball, bla- like black men, it's like a good, you know, you might play pickup basketball and like make friends through that. But yeah, uh, you know. It's also harder in LA in general. I think I think it's easier to make friends in New York why, than why, in why, LA. Yeah, okay, let's talk about that. I want to know like New York versus LA. Like, I, I feel like black women are treasured more in New York Yep. In, in LA. Yes. Like, yes. That's a thing. In LA, it is preferable to be biracial or exotic looking, or that's like the currency here, I've noticed. But in yeah. New York, it's more like, it's more real, I think. Yeah. Well, I, I think that like in any like city, because someone's going to listen back, like, oh, like New York, like what? New York doesn't have colorism. New York doesn't, you know, discriminate. Yeah, like yeah, obviously yeah. it does, right? Like you go to yeah. any door of any. I don't care if it's, you know, there's that whole thing about, you know, future banning fat girl, fat woman from some club when he was in Miami. It was like a couple, a few years ago. Um, what? Yeah, it's like a few years ago. I, I don't, it was like, it was like one of those viral Twitter things that like basically future was at a club in Miami. It was like, yo, like no fat woman. Um, um, but you know, I, I, so I do think that like, obviously people discriminate, um, regardless, but I do think like, I remember, um, 
Yeah, this is March 2019. It says that Future shut down a Miami club last last night and told them not to allow fat girls inside. <laughs> that um, is terrible. Yeah, yeah. So I think that like there's actually in any city there's this there's like a level of discrimination in those types of venues. But I think like I, don't know, I also think LA like I don't know I I, ne- I want to talk to a plastic surgeon because I, I never know if like they can only do one face or like if everyone just asks for the same kind of Kardashian face mm. and like the same kind of BBL body. Actually, I can connect research, you with one. I know a black man. Possibly. I know, I know one too. Although he, his, I know, I, I know, I know his ex-wife or current. I don't know, they, they're going to like a very terrible divorce. It's like a horrible divorce. Um, but that's the only one I kind of know. Um, but yeah, you can connect me. But yeah, I don't know if it's like I would pre- presume it's that everyone just wants the same face and the same BBL. And I remember you said something about recently about all the BBLs that you'd seen. Um, yes, like you yes. saw so many, and some of them There's are just so, so many. Some of them are In so LA. like, oh yeah, yeah, and some of them are just so cartoonish. You know, so. Like it just like I saw one uh, in Houston sometime recently. I was like, you should like sue. Like, you should. I didn't say that to the person. I didn't. I didn't approach him. If I, you know, if I had been alone, maybe I might have just been like, hey, like who, like who did this to you? Like, let's talk about this. Because um, it could be a mis- maybe class action. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it does. Like I, I know, I know. A, I guess like a friend acquaintance who I feel like she left L.A. because she just felt like people aren't checking for me here. You know, it's like she's like in her mid twenties and like late. You know, it's like. Guys, like, it's just not, like, LA just doesn't, you know, I feel like people, I feel like black women from LA can go go to New York and, like, just be put on a pedestal and, like, a guy, like, find love like that. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend. Um, She's not a close friend, more like a friend of a friend. But, yeah, she left LA and went to Atlanta recently. I don't know if it's going to be better in Atlanta. But she was like, I am of the age where I would like to find my partner. Um, I want to have children soon. I want to get married soon. And it's not happening for me as a dark-skinned woman in LA and so she left yeah it is it's funny like being in New York for I mean all of what five days but for the first time in five years I just noticed certain things instantly just like I feel like in LA everyone's just like beautiful like I feel like you're your barista or like I'm fake just, beautiful yeah okay fa- like whatever everyone's everyone I feel like beauty is the currency of LA right like the yeah, people who are, right. the people, the people who are like professionally good looking right if you want to be an yeah. actor if you want to be a model so like and also like Every, I mean, now we're in an era of like more self tapes and things so like auditions where you tape yourself on your phone. But even now, I mean, especially before self taping auditions, you know, every actor and model is going to have a job that's flexible. So like waitressing, Uber driving, you know, that's the thing. So like you'll like your Lyft driver, your Uber driver, your waiter, your waitress will be like a pretty, pretty good looking. Yeah. And like, I think I like beauty's subjective, but you know, like conventionally attractive. And I feel like when I was in New York, I would, you know, like briefly, but I was like, oh, like there isn't, like people just look, there's a more variation in the look. That's saying <laughs> people, people in New York are ugly. <laughs> yeah, I know that's what it's going to come out as. <laughs> I, I just think that, like, you're in, like my, I don't know, I just think in, in LA, like, I remember I got off the plane one time, I was like, I was like, are there just no fat people here? Like, I, had, I think I hadn't been in a while. I was like, everyone's like hiking, everyone's drinking matcha and everyone's yeah. drinking bubble tea. And everyone's super into spirituality and manifesting and like, yeah. you know, astrology and like, it's very like they're very it's they're very there's such different cultures it is a thing like there's this t-shirt that i saw that i almost bought on etsy and it said too dumb for new york too ugly for la <laughs> yeah, like, yeah i think new york pride like new york values intellect more where it's like, you mm-hmm. know it's like and also and even just like like where'd you go to school you know did you, like i remember like back then i don't know if you were in these circles as much like but pedigree yeah, pedigree. Like, I remember there are these two dudes who lived, uh, like, I was going to say what school they went to, but they went to an Ivy, um, mm-hmm. who lived in Harlem, and, like, their apartment was kind of like the pop-in, like, black. Like, every, there's always, like, some black dudes who come out of 
Harvard or Princeton or wherever, and, like their apartment is like the popping place. And like it's like yeah. you know, girls, and, like all the girls who were like, I felt all the girls who were like teachers and stuff like that were, were trying to bag like their Ivy finance bro. I mean, am I wrong about that? Is, is that you were the. That was not, I mean, to be honest, that was not my thing. I was dating a rapper. You're dating a rapper? <laughs> like, a, like a local For, rapper or like a major rapper? No, no local rapper. I mean, actually, um, the party that we met at in New York. Like, I mean, he's like not a rapper, rapper. He, he, the guy who invited me was a rapper, but not like he like rapped, but then he was like in college, but then he like had a professional job. Yeah. Um, but I do, I can see what you mean. Like, yes, it's like a thing of I, it's, and I think that's a very East Coast thing in general, right? Like, even when I went to my boarding school, I, I had I went to boarding school. I don't know you went to boarding school. Wait, what boarding school? I was in like in the middle of nowhere in Virginia, like through this program called A Better Chance. Like, it was, oh, I was uh, in A Better Chance. Oh wow, look at us! All right, yeah, yeah I, A Better Chance. It's called Woodbury Fort. Like, it was in the middle of nowhere, Virginia, like super southern. Like, what? Where, where, where'd you go? Um, I went in Pennsylvania to a school called the Hill School. Oh yeah, so, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's a very well known one. Donald Trump's sons went there. Yeah, shout out, shout out, uh, shout out, that. Trump Junior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, but all his sons. I'm trying to think. There's Trump Junior and there's another one. Eric. Two went to two went to uh, Hill. He has a lot of kids. He has like five kids by three women. He's like right. a rapper. He's like a rapper. He's very much like a rapper. Actually. He reminds right. me of a rapper a lot because like he he like doesn't care if you die. Like he still beefs you. Like he, like, he still like because I feel like like I remember McCain. One time, yeah, I remember one time Boosie was like on a like a like a Vlad TV interview. Boosie was like, I like yeah, so and so's dead, but it's still f him. And I feel like Trump is very much like yo, like yeah, like my ops are still my ops. Like <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like. If they're dead. Well, all right. So you went to the Hill School. Okay. That's yeah, very fancy. Um, I mean, you know, but, um, okay. So that was never But I thing. remember, I remember this girl at Hill saying, I need to get into Princeton. I need to get into Princeton. And everyone was like, okay, like why specifically Princeton? And she was like, because my husband has to be from Princeton. See, yeah. It's such a, In like, high school, she was thinking like that. Yeah. It's a thing. Like, I don't like, And so it's interesting that it was, why wasn't, why do you think that wasn't a thing for you? Um... Probably because I come from like a working class immigrant family, and yeah, like, but wouldn't that make it more of a thing? Like, I need to like find my like. No, for me, I was raised more like you go to school and you go to a good school and you get a good job. Which yeah, I mean, I I don't know which one's right. You know, find a partner that has all that those things, but I I wasn't like focused on that at all. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's such, so like you're you're engaged. I mean, what's that like? Cause I, I feel like we're in this, I don't want to call it an era, but like we're in this time when it feels very much to me like there's been a vibe shift where like having quote unquote hoes just isn't cool anymore. Like I feel like good. guys of a certain age. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a good thing. I mean, I, I mean to the extent that anything could be good or bad, but um, like guys of a certain age, I feel like used to kind of be about bottles and models and like flexing and like, and like, fle- like flexing was the table and the section and, you know the the woman, and I feel like now the flex is like, look at my beautiful fiance, or like my beautiful girlfriend. Like we're going on vacation. Like we're you know. I'm glad that I'm glad that that's the perception. Maybe that's true. I think maybe a piece of it has to do with the city girl culture of like take all this man's money, run him up, use him, abuse him. So no man probably wants to be like a mark, you know, or a hmm. what's the word, a munch. Where yeah, like I'm you're like, just like Albie from White Lotus, you're just getting used. I didn't up, even watch White so. Lotus. I, okay, it's funny that you brought up City Girls because I have this theory that like I would say that I have this theory that City Girls caused Kevin Samuels in the sense that like City Girls like yo like 
broke and words don't deserve no no pussy like you know swipe the visa this and that and then that kind of ethos kind of spread and then kevin Sam was like hold up a second that is for certain types of people not yeah. you and uh yeah but i mean I don't know, I, I, it might be a thing I, I think that like as like i'm in that 28 to 32 age range where i feel like people are starting to really like you know you're starting to see people get you know you're engaged and people you know have like get get engaged get get married have on purpose kids and it is very is it like, give, interesting. Is it? Do you feel pressure now, like that you need to do the same? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think. Well, that, good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I hope all guys feel that. I, well, I don't know. I think that it's one of those things that's weird because, like, okay, like everything looks good on Instagram, right? Like, so you know, you're seeing like I see the matching pajamas or the vacation. I'm like, <laughs> man, like how like I want that. Like that looks. You know, but I don't. You know, the behind the scenes might be completely different, right? But yeah, I do think I don't know. It's. I've been definitely feeling very like girlfriend pilled lately where it's like, Oh, like I think like this is that like, I just think that, that that's more meaningful than like, huh? Like I have this story. I told a story where, um, what's his name? Russell Simmons, actually New York legend, um, was dating. So my, so Kofi or whatever, my roommate moved out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can already say his name. So Kofi moved out and he is hidden dating this, this girl, uh, amazing. Love her. She's an actor. She's yeah, she's like a, you know, legitimate, well, not that some actors aren't legitimate, but she's like been in stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and she moved in because she was already there all the time anyway. And at some point, like, uh, God, am I like doxing her now? Uh, like, she was talking to Russell Simmons. And like, me and Russell got kind of got cool because, you know, even if you're Russell Simmons, you still want to be cool with your the girl you're talking to's friends or roommate. Yeah. I remember one time I saw Russell at Soho House, like, surrounded by this one, all the Instagram girls. This is like before OnlyFans. So all the Instagram girls were doing like skits. And, um, like when Instagram had introduced like longer videos, and I remember seeing him at Soul House and being like, oh, "This looks kind of pathetic." Like, you're sitting at this table surrounded by a bunch of like 22 year old girls. You're like almost 60. Like, it's like the, you know, it's like that Drake line. No one wants to be 70 and alone. Like, do you really want to be like 58 and like kind of chasing around a bunch of you know whatever? And then like, I thought about for some way. Wait, why do I pity him? Like, he is worth like half a billion. Like, if you gave most guys a chance, like, hey, like you want to be worth half a billion dollars and you know, a bunch of 22 year olds want to sleep with you when you're 60, they'll probably be like, oh yeah, sure. Like, you know, but yeah, but what is that worth? That's not, well, exa- so I, exactly. So I feel like, but now like lately, I think because of the pressure I've been feeling and just people I've been observing, the, the pendulum has swung back to like, I don't want to be that. Like that, like I said, I'd love to have his wealth, but like, I don't, you know, like I want to wake up next to somebody who I really know well and who yeah, and actually I, cares I, about you. Yeah. And actually cares about you. Um, and I think that because I've been seeing even like, I mean, not you necessarily, but like you, people like you, right. Who are really like, it, just, it looks so, it looks, I mean, even having been like, I've been in two relationships, like one in college, one during the pandemic. So really zero because college ones don't count and pandemic ones, uh, they really, do they really count? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think that like, even just those experiences really the pan- like being the pandemic one was like more adult cause you're not in college anymore. And just like mm-hmm. the peace and just, you know, being, especially because everything was closed. Right. So you can kind of just be with each other and like cook and just, you know, like enjoy each other's company. And so yeah. I think, I don't know. I, I think that, I don't know if it's just my, an age thing or a thing that I'm really, I'm truthfully observing, but it does kind of feel like that's like having, you know, being a, like, it's not cool anymore. It feels like the, like the guy who graduated from high school and still comes back to the parties, but yes. I don't know if you're yes. seeing that too. But I don't, yes. I don't know if, maybe, I'm, maybe it's in my head though. I don't know if this is a real thing. Is, no, I think it's it? a it's a real thing. And I wish you watched White Lotus because that's also a theme in the show. Really? Um, there's like a grandpa in the show who is was a total womanizer and now he's alone. Then his son 
also was a womanizer and now is trying to bring his family back together because he misses his wife. Oh my god. So I think it's like a real thing. And I think I think yes, it's it must be so fun and thrilling to have all these, you know, girls, whatever, but they don't care about you. They don't care about you. And you must know that. Like you have yeah. to know that they don't give a shit about you. So it must be nicer to have someone that genuinely cares about you. I would think. Yeah, it's also interesting. I don't know how, how well, I guess you dated a rapper, so I, I assume you're into rap a little bit. And like, I think about like the rappers of our time. Right? Like, I would say like the big three, really the big four is like Future, Drake, Kendrick, and J, and J. Cole. And mm-hmm. like, kind of seeing the music of Future and, and I was like, Future and Drake is very, you know, they're 36 and 38, but they're still, and like, there's no age limit on certain things, but it's still about like the club and buying girls this and that and just that kind of bachelor lifestyle. And then you kind of have Kendrick and J. Cole who, you know, have partners. And are kind of living more of a family man lifestyle, kind of like the different, like the you know, like and you like listen to four forty four. I know we all hate that Beyonce allegedly cheated, but you know we listen to four forty four and like listening. To, she did. Oh, sorry, not Beyonce. Sorry. Oh wow, edit that out. Oh. Jay Z, the Jay Z <laughs> allegedly. But I think that like listening to four forty four and listening to Jay Z rap about like parenting blue and rap about like marriage and even infidelity and like mm-hmm. like I don't know. It, and then you have some certain rappers. I love Drake and I love Future, but it's like. Like at what point does like the strip club kind of get old? You know, like at what point? And it's does weird. Sort of... It's weird. I mean, You're forty talking about okay. Let's the well, club. Drake is thirty six. Future's thirty. I think Future's thirty eight. Um, it's like, like I know we need club music and like we need that in the atmosphere. And you know, my partner loves. Oh, Future. Drake is, I mean, sorry, Future's thirty nine. I didn't know he was thirty. Oh, he just his birth. Oh, no. Oh yeah, his birthday just just came up. Okay, it just happened. So. It's yeah, weird. I don't know. Even I don't Future get... said recently in an interview, he said his next stage he wants to be married. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't. See. Was it? I thought he had an interview with Kevin. You know, rest in peace, Kevin Samuels. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think. I also, I'm sure, like for them, it's like okay, like how do I meet somebody who who wants me for me? And like, I, you know, there's probably yeah. other things, but I do like. I am starting to feel like, like I'm like okay, I'm like 31 feeling this way. So I'm like, imagine like being 36, 39, like just being, like throwing money at the strip club and just you know, I'm buying this girl a Birkin, I'm buying that, and it's like. That's funny. You're like the second, or it's because I brought this up, and I had a a girl who went very ham. I was like, "Yo, yeah, they're like, like who went in on them?" And I was like, "Okay, whoa, whoa, I I love, yeah, I like them. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to like invite slander, but it is like interesting. Like, as I don't know, it just feels like you reach a certain age, and it's like, oh, like even like I feel like the guys who kind of like the biggest dogs, like the biggest sort of." outside and like you know you know the new york kind of finance bros who are really putting up you know just doing their thing mm-hmm. i like the bigger the dog the guy was like now the even the more like he is into his family man sort of um era yeah yeah i yeah. i think i think so too i've definitely observed that and i think and i'm happy about that okay but the, uh, do you, do you, i mean as a woman though like because i think women have the it, like additional sort of pressures i mean societally and even just biologically certain times so like like you haven't been because i feel like i feel like like, i feel like okay in in texas in the midwest you get married when you're like 18 19 like you throw a rock and it hits somebody you marry them like if you're living in (laughs) you know some of these like oh i was like ohio whatever like i'm making generalizations but you know like more religious rural areas versus if you're in new york la people you know tend to get married more like late 20s early 30s even maybe mid 30s so like you're i feel like you're kind of early on the scale because uh, I feel like what you're like one year behind me, maybe like so. Or I guess not. Twenty nine. Okay. Okay. So you're two. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I always like to think of like I always think put things. Maybe I'm just stuck in college. I think of like okay, I'm class twenty thirteen. Like you're whatever. So, um, so like you're kind. I mean, I, okay. I guess you're not early, early, but 
I feel like for the kind of East Coast people who went to college and like like you you're probably one of the first of your friends, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then my other friends that are um, already married, they're older than me. I think it's yeah. definitely different in like coastal cities. Oh like, yeah, for people sure. People wait like the, longer. People do. And so like, what's it like being one? Because like my so my college roommates. Well, I won't say roommate. Harvard has this thing called blocking goose. Like you get to up to eight people. Like people are like, oh, you had six roommates. I'm like no, we didn't have six roommates. Like it was we had like six people who lived in the same. Like Harvard has these houses that are kind of like it's like a uh, Harry Potter, and so you oh. get to pick up to yeah, you get to pick up to eight people at the, at the end of your freshman year who you all all get sorted for sure into the same house. Um, That's cool. And you can you and you can link with another group of up to eight to make sure you get you won't be in the same one, but you'll be, you'll at least be in adjacent ones because some of them are further out. But anyway, um, like of the six of us, two are married. And then one just became a father, which is insane to think about, like, my college, you know, whatever, becoming, like, being a father. Um, but, yeah, like, I think that's, like, normal, right? Like, for like in the South, that would be, like, unheard of, right? Like, you are you should be on your baby number five by then. But what's yeah. it like What's it like being kind of among the early ones in your social circle? Like, because are people, like, is there jealousy? Is there, like, you know, like, what? No, like, I, think, I think a lot of my friends, okay, a few of my friends, it's, like, kind of split and split split 50 50 like i feel like a few of my friends are still like out having fun living their best life as they should they're young um like meeting guys getting free meals you know whatever it is that you do the streets are just (laughs) the streets are just not i mean i don't know and that's the other half the other half is like i hate it here please Introduce me to someone. I hate being in the streets. The apps have ruined everything. These men all suck. You you think the apps have ruined everything? I've never been on one. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't do the ass. I'm not an ass person. But I just missed it. <laughs> well, you guys have only been dating for. We we always like a relationship person. You were dating a rapper. You're you're so you're yeah. in a relationship. Okay. Well, I feel like when we met, were you in a relationship? I don't know. Um, no, prob- I don't think so. But okay, I had yeah. probably just just like just finished. Right. You just curved me because. Um, no, I was joking. Um, <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> so um, yeah. So okay. So your friends. So half. Are, yeah, I don't know. I think it also might be one of those grass is greener things. Or just a phase mm. I'm going through, but it does. I, it just does feel like the streets are just like, like I feel like I'm, I'm turning. It's like yo, get me. Like, but then people are like, okay, if you really want a girlfriend, you'd have one. Like, so are you just like, like? Are you That's just how I feel. That? I feel like the world is your oyster. It's way easier for men than it is for women, in my opinion. Yeah, I can I mean, think of twenty girls right now that I could set you up with. Oh wow, it's funny. Man, I, I joke that matchmaking is my new passion because, like, I was in New York briefly. It's, so I'll, I'll talk about like how New York is so much easier for Black women. I was with a friend of mine in New York. She moved from New- LA to New York, and she was saying, "Oh, like, I was like, how's dating been? Like, we caught up, and you know." And she's like, "She's like, oh, she's like, oh, dating's been it's been hard." And, but she, but I was like, "Why?" She's like, "Yeah, I just can't, whatever." And I was like, "Wait, like," and she was explaining it. She's like, "Wait," I was like, "Wait, you're the one who's turning them, who's turning them down. Like, you're the one who's ghosting them. Like." That doesn't mean dating is hard. <laughs> like that's not what people mean when they say dating is hard. They usually mean the other, the opposite that they're getting done dirty. But she's like, oh yeah, basically like it's hard. But she just meant like she can't find a guy that she like. She's the issue isn't that she's getting dogged out. The issue is like the guys all they all they all want her. But I mean they they want her. But you know they, whatever. But I, I ended up setting her up with somebody. And I really like. I'm like yeah. I might have just found my new passion. Like like they're like setting up setting people up is like very. You feel a lot of joy. Yeah, it's very rewarding. It's but so I, rewarding. To, not, not that I know your friend's situation, but I have noticed with my friends and something that I'm talking to them about a lot is a lot of women in this like community that we spoke about of like black women, professional, whatever. They have this list and I wish women would like let go of that list a little bit. Is it like re- requirements or what? Of requirements. Like, okay, he has to be over six feet. He has to make, you know, the six figures. He has to be 
go to an Ivy League. He has to like all of these things. And I'm just like, you're missing out on so many good people slash the things that you're valuing aren't. Some of them are important. Wait a second. I have to call you out here because I'm, I don't know too much about your, your partner. But uh-huh. based on who, based on the mutual friends that we have, I believe he probably checks every single one of those requirements. Yes, but I was not walking around with my list. Oh, okay. That's fair. I agree that. Like, I was to- just, if I had a vibe, you know, I had a vibe, but I wasn't like writing people off because they weren't on my list. I have, I have friends that will write you off because you're not six two. Yeah, I'm lucky. I'm, I'm like sixty. Some people have been saying six four lately. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to claim wow. six four. Yeah, I don't want to claim six four because I feel like that's a lot of pressure. But I think I think I, I claim six three. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I agree with you in the sense that you find things when you're, when you're not looking for them. Like both times I was in a relationship, like I've never been one except except for right now and not even really right now. I've never been one who's like looking for a relationship. But both times I just met somebody and was just you know things we just clicked. Uh, you know, you just click. Um, so I agree that when you're not looking for things. Also, I have to ask: Are they saying Ivy just period? It doesn't have to be undergrad, right? Because like I feel like like I I'm I'm, I'm sounding like a hater, but I feel like you start throwing <laughs> the grad schools in there. I mean, you meet people like oh, I went to you know HBS, but they're like, I mean, like I don't I don't have any personal animus against Morehouse or something, but you know, or Howard or whatever. But it's like you know, just anywhere else. I don't want to just call it HBCs. But I feel like, <laughs> right? I'm like, damn. Yeah, I'm not. I, know. But I feel like people will be like they'll claim the Ivy, but it's like. You can go undergrad, like come on. But I do feel like if, if it's if they're saying Ivy period, including grad school, that's a lot of people. That's not, I mean, that's not the craziest requirement. Mean, it's a crazy requirement. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like the, the wildest. Yeah, I just I don't know. Also, I I think when you look at the numbers, it's just unrealistic. Yeah, I'll, but I, the thing is, I don't blame them. Like I think about because like, I've been like very up money wise. I've been I've never been like very down, but I've been like up and down. It's mm-hmm. like entertainment. Like oh, you know. Like, I'm mean, making like a ton of money on The Simpsons, and then you know, like, but I'm saying like things are like, you know, things yeah. have a flow, right? And so, mm-hmm. I like, I don't blame women necessarily for the money things. I think like when you're not like <laughs> the more money, like my this is maybe a, a personal failing, but like the more money I make, the better, the happier I am, right? The happier I am, the better mm-hmm. of a partner I can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like I don't, and also like who you end up with is like probably the most important decision you'll ever make. So I, I like like I don't blame women for like not wanting to struggle, right? Although like, yeah. I think that. But there's there's obviously like a difference between like oh like he has to make this exact amount versus like okay he has to maybe he's on a he has ambition he's on a trajectory but like he has ambition you know, yeah but I, like I wouldn't blame a woman for like not wanting to struggle like I can't I can't because I don't want no I don't want to struggle <laughs> I mean, like yeah, yeah yeah no I feel you I don't blame them I just think like there's these lists that have become so rigid and okay so height height I don't mean to cut it, but like what like what's like put me on to like what's on this list like height like there's so many things on this list. Okay, no, come on, let's let's. I want to dig into this. I mean, list. I don't have the list. But That's you, okay, the but thing. You, yeah, but your friends have the list. Yeah. Okay, my friends have the list. So he has to be tall, make so a lot six of money, two, six two plus. Or six, yeah. Six, okay. Be in a good industry, like so, making money in a way that they like. You know, like a way that they can be proud of. Uh, that, that's silly. Which, like if, which, you're, if you're if you're like making money, but you're like a mechanic. Like, it right, like, if you're a mechanic, what's what's wrong with that? Yeah, it's six, you know, two hundred or whatever. Whatever the number is, it's still whatever yeah. the number is, right? I just like okay, Kevin Samuels, right? R.I.P. R.I.P. I thought a lot of the things he said were was like very disgusting, and I didn't like how he spoke to black women specifically. But some things he said, I agreed with. 
a broken clock is twice <laughs> well, is I, right I, twice a day. Yeah, I think he was. I think people call him misogynistic when I would, I would say he was more of like a mis- misanthrope in the sense that like he was. He, I felt like he was an equal. Like he would say things to man and woman, but the things mm-hmm. he said to woman would go viral because people like to see women put down. I think. I think people yeah. just, like. I also think that people are more used to seeing men put down. Like, I think that, like, no scrubs, right? Like, I don't want to broke, you know, mm. like, I don't want to, you know, no, I can't. Like, yeah, there's, I mean, how many, you know, bills, 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 no scrubs. Um, I mean, obviously, the entire City Girls, like, every single word of every single City Girls album is saying, you know, broke people don't deserve, broke men don't deserve, whatever. <laughs> right. And so I think that it's also just, like, no one's really, really seen somebody just say, like, just put down women, especially black <laughs> women, in that sort of specific way. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is, yeah, I don't know. I think, it's also, but the, I think the other thing with these lists, though, I think you're right. Like, I think especially the money aspect. I think that, like, I think I've forgotten. Like, I've like because I was blessed to kind of like never really, like, when I got when I when I was like, I never really had that like terrible job, right? Like when I was in college, when I was in, in boarding school, I like was a proctor in the library for a little bit. I'm not, you know, I'm like the junior senior in high school, and then like going into college, they had this thing called dorm crew at, at Harvard, where like you would clean up the dorms like after you show up a week early from freshman year. And clean up the dorms after summer school, but before the the students got there. Which I think is crazy and weird that yeah, that no, is I, a role I, for kids on that need a job. But yeah, I, you know it's funny as I get as I get more distant from it, and people have said in the past like, yo, because like, obviously that ends up being part, you know disproportionately black kids. black kids. So it's like these black kids' first experience at Harvard is cleaning up, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is yeah. Although it's funny because there were also like some random white kids who I think were who I think had money and maybe they just wanted to do it. For, for whatever reason um <laughs> some of them but i do think that like you know but, but freshman year i would like you you could basically sign out to clean toilets basically and you know but, but and then but my freshman summer i worked on wall street and then made enough to where i was like i'm not doing that again um yeah. and so i haven't had that sort of struggle job necessarily but i do think that like as i get older i'm like oh like most people just don't like the median black man probably makes like i mean i could look it up like 30 something thousand right so i think mm-hmm. that when you start to talk about oh you have to make Honestly, I think the girls are gonna be like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm obviously not like I'm dating in a different pool. I was thinking, I don't know, you have to be realistic, right? I don't know, it's tough because like I think people, because I think even I sometimes like, I think I sometimes because of this, I listen to City Girls and Drake and all that stuff. I'll think, oh, you have to like, you know, like you you have to buy girls Chanel's and Birkins and you know, like you have to trick, you have to. And it's like, wait, like the people who are doing this, it's like the same. 200 men like you know like you know we we can name them right like james harden drake future yeah. whatever and you know and it's like the same 400 women 500 maybe who who experienced that like yeah you know the the lyric galores and the caruchis and stuff like it's not really like like i think it's easy to especially with like just the social media and city girls and kevin samuels and instagram to think that you, that's what you have to do like the typical black man just can't even buy a birkin you know what I mean? like can't do those yeah things. yeah um, i mean yeah. Have you seen that? There's this thing that I saw on Instagram and it's so weird because I have such mixed feelings about this topic because I am a black woman and I want the best for black women and I want black women to experience luxury and the soft life and all these things that are going viral. But also like there's just like a part of it that is it's just like the numbers don't it doesn't work that way. Like there was this thing called the delusional calculator on Instagram. Yeah. And this guy used you know, the U.S. census. And he was like, okay, if you want a guy that makes like, he was like, okay, I want a a guy between, you know, 30 and 45 or whatever. Right. I want him to be at least 5'11". 
I want him <laughs> right. to make at least a hundred thousand dollars or more. He can't be obese. And like the percentage was, was, was like 5%. Yeah. I mean, people, and it was like, like all races. So then when you start breaking it down to like black men, if you want, you know, black love, it's just it's small. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also, yeah, it's tough. And I think that like, so I looked, I mean, the median in- household income for black people is like, I mean, depending on like the, the, where you see it, it says like, you know, 40, basically in the, like 44,000 to 48, you know, 40, let's call it like 45,000. And if you just, so that's like, but that's household, right? So like, that's like, you know, so like for a black man, it's like something, you know, probably 30, like low 30s, right? And yeah. so I think, obviously, like, like the people who are in a lot of our circles aren't necessarily like, you know, in median, you know, they, they might, you know, they're not, they're not quote unquote the median. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just, um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree that if you start putting these sort of lists together or these requirements, you might also, but the other thing too is I think that like, like I said, I, I think sometimes I, I get into the idea that like, oh, you have to be buying the Birkin and tricking and sitting courtside and doing all these things. And then like, I've met, like, I think black, or just women in general, like, I remember a friend of mine or someone I know was going through like a horrible breakup. Just like, it was like, one of those like, just terrible. And I remember I kept thinking like, okay, what is it that I don't know about this guy? Like, is he like, I'm, I kept waiting to hear that he just was some sort of ball, you know, and it's just like, he just was like a normal guy who had like a good, like a decent, like an okay job and like a place, like a studio, you know, like, but it wasn't like he was, I saw one thing that a girl said to me was like, but if you basically, if you love somebody, they are like, basically like guys don't have to be, you know, Drake or whatever. Cause if you love, if you really, really love somebody, then they, they basically are that to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't, like it doesn't matter that, oh, he's not like, he's not futuring you out. And like, you know, and that's why I actually talked to a woman who did have that lifestyle. The one who was, was the, with the plastic surgeon. She said, you know, the whole future thing of like, oh, would you rather cry in a Rolls Royce or cry in a, in a Honda? She's like, she's like, I cried in both. And like, they both sucked. <laughs> Like, it's like, I was like, I was trying to remember the exact quote, but it was just very like, oh yeah. Like, you know, that, like she's had the whole Bel Air mansion, all that stuff. And you know, it's tough. I don't know. It's weird. Dating is very, it's weird. Cause I think we're in that age where you're not dating for fun. Right. If you're dating, like if you start dating, and I think that's a pressure that a lot of guys feel where it's like, if I'm dating someone and let's say she's like 30, right? Like mm-hmm. if you date for two years, she's like 32. Like you're not she's just trying like, to have a baby soon. Yeah. Like you're, you're gonna, like, you're not dating for fun. Like you're, you're like, it's like, okay, I'm going to propose within the next year like i feel like the standard dating like how long was we all together before he proposed uh so unsure because we met and you know we're talking so i don't know when we officially started dating but i would say at least at least three or four years okay all right well that's different i feel like a lot of times when people meet and you all were like i guess you were probably more mid-20s if it was three or four years but i think that like people in that late 20s or early 30s like you might date for a year and yeah. you don't propose that's like a year like it's not yep. like you know it's like what, what do i like you've been dating long enough like you know what you like right. and you know what you don't like so i think it's like sometimes you end up having to kind of abort things early because you're like okay well i don't know if we're gonna get married or i don't know if i'm a place to be thinking about marriage and kids so like let me just cut her loose yeah and it's also can be a little unreasonable i mean i totally understand if there's if the woman is like of a certain age and she wants to have kids naturally but it also could be unreasonable because the first year of dating is very different than year five or year six or year seven or year eight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but you know, yeah. I, don't know. I also think it's a choice. My thing is like, there's like ups and downs in a relationship. So you have to like choose to want to be with someone and put in the work. So, 
Yeah, that's true. I think sometimes we think it's easy and like even the first sign sign of or the, you know the first or second sign of distress versus like no, this is something that's because like I mean I don't think I doubt that like you look at your friends who are single and like envy them. <laughs> you know, I doubt that like yeah. you're like oh like this looks fun like what you're you know like sounds yeah. terrible. It does. It does. <laughs> the <gonna> apps. <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay, so you're are you still into fashion these days? Yeah, for sure. I. Need not to be because I understand that we're about to be in a recession. Yeah, or, so I or need are to, in one. Or maybe. are in one, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, I love fashion. Um, I need to chill. Do you think New York or LA has better like fashion? I think I like New a, York. I yeah, do you? I mean, yeah, that makes sense. New York is obviously the fashion capital of. I don't know if it's the world, but most yeah. places. Um, it's funny. LA is very like I have a, like LA is very into fashion. I remember when I got to LA. I, first of all, I was also dressing like kind of like preppy East Coast, sort of, mm. or not even sort of, like I was. Yeah. And then Kenya used to, Kenya and this other guy on Blackish, like, are big sneakerheads, and like kind of, I mean, Kenya's super into, more into fashion now. Like, I feel like I see him in these crazy, wealthy man outfits. Um, <laughs> but like, um, he would, they would like make fun of me. I was like, I don't understand, like, what, like, I, like, I would, I would wear like, you know, Levi's jeans and, a, I don't know, I was just like, what's, I don't understand. But they would make fun of me. And I remember, like, it came to a head when, like, um, I go, you know, I was going out. I mean, you probably saw my Instagram. I always go out to all these like celebrity functions. And I remember one time, me and my friend Kofi's older brother, who like knew all, all, everybody. We, you know, we would, like leave the club and always go to some person's house. And so we were going to Tiger's house. And like some, you know, certain celebrities would be more accessible than others. And mm-hmm. I think Tiger was being kind of a little bit closed off because he was. Um, I think him and Kylie had recently had some sort of issue, or some public thing. And yeah. I remember, you know, we pull up and my and Kwame uh, Kofi's older brother was like, "Hey, I'm, I'm, let me go in and check it out, whatever." And then. You know, he goes in with the girls that we have brought from the club because, you know, having a G-Wagon in L.A. is like a, a cheat code. Um, people will just leave with you. I'm like, I could, I could be kidnapping you. Like, well, you're just you're, like, I'll, you'll leave oh the club. God. Yeah, you'll leave the club. Like, girls you, you hadn't talked to or even seen inside the club will just get in your car. I mean, I'm assuming it's because it was a G-Wagon. I don't know that for a fact. but No, probably. And then, you know, be like, oh, let's go to, I don't know if you've been to Berries, but like the pizza place that's open late. Um, mm. it's not like on third or something. Um, LA has changed a lot with the pandemic, so I don't know. But anyway, so you know, he he goes inside with the girls, and I'm like waiting, and he comes. He's like, yeah, like, and they, he's like, yeah, they said, you know, you're not you're not good, basically. He's like, you gotta, he's like, you gotta like, you gotta step up your, you gotta step up your swag. And I was like, what is wrong? Are you serious? Yes. He's like, you guys. He's like, I was like, I was like, what is wrong with my swag? Like, I don't like, I don't like, I, what, I how, I'm dressing fine. Like, what is, I, I'm, there's nothing wrong with the way I dress. And so it was BT weekend. Um. Yeah, I used to think it was also weekend, but it was BT Awards weekend, and I remember being like, "Okay, th- that's it," because like that week, Kenya and whoever had kind of been giving me a lot, of, a lot of shit for it, and then that whole thing with the Tiger's house. So like, I'm gonna, so I went and bought some, <laughs> I went and bought like two or three pairs of like G Star jeans, which like by the way, like those jeans cost like 180 dollars, one, one twenty, one eight, and I've never spent more than like you know, I go to Macy's and get like the forty dollar Levi's. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm getting these, I got these G Star jeans, and I got um some Jordan, I got two pairs of Jordans. And I remember I went to this thing on like Fairfax or something, and like YG was having this event. You know, BT weekend, everything's popping, whatever. So YG was having YG was having this event, and I went with this girl who's you know she dates some like a starting quarterback now. I'll just say like we weren't like dating, but we were just like you know we were we we're hanging out. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I went and like I also used to going out with with Kofi's older brother Kwame. We would always you know get instant walk in right in anywhere. And so I, I went to the front of the line, this thing, that this YG pop-up. He was, I don't think YG was there. He wasn't there, but it was like some sort of pop-up for his album. I walked to the front of the line. I wear my, my, my G-Star jeans and my, and my Jordans. I went to the front of the line, and, I, and they're like, oh, what's your name? It was like a white dude who had a clipboard. He's like, what's your name? And there's a, this black bouncer dude. 
And the white dude's like, you know, hey, like, what's your name? And I just say my name. I'm not on the list. I just say my name. He's like, I don't see you here. He's like, but you look, but you look so fresh. Just come on in. I was like, uh, <laughs> wow. I was like, wait, what? I was like, wait, what? So, I, like, good for you. My, yeah, I was like, my first day in my in my new clothes, <laughs> in your new G Star jeans, your yeah, magic my, jeans. <laughs> yeah, my same my same Jordans that I still have that I need to get rid of because I'm running them into the ground. I've been playing, you know, I've been working out, playing a lot of basketball. Uh, but yeah, I was like, oh my goodness, like this fashion thing is really, I mean, I guess in LA, like, I mean, I still don't think, I'll show you some pictures. I don't think I, like, I don't think I dressed bad. <laughs> but, yeah, I think probably LA, it's more like name brands versus actual fashion. Like New York is perfect for you to ride the subway or even just like sit in a park and watch and you'll see the different like variations of how people put things together. Like it's more like style and like, just like uniqueness and here it's kind of like what brand or am i skinny enough that i can literally wear a bra and low-rise jeans oh yeah i mean that's everyone's in day like crazy i remember like when i was in LA, i heard about like oh this is a, i'm a well this girl she was saying she's a plus model not a plus size model because i just i guess like plus just sounds better than plus size but i'm like you're like a normal sized american woman <laughs> i mean you're like you'll see someone like oh like the first plus size model for calvin klein it's like you you're just like a normal you're right like skinny. you're like you're like yeah. you're, you're you're skinnier than most people um right. but yeah no it was, it was weird i was like i was like this is my first day like and so i've seen the i looked at a picture of that outfit i'm like it wasn't i was wearing like this r.i.p i was wearing like this kobe jersey and this like white t-shirt and like some g-star jeans like these like i don't know i wasn't i don't think i was anything whatever i i still to this day it worked like, it worked i'm, I'm baffled but anyway anyway it's been a pleasure um anyway, where can people i guess where can people find you and find the podcast yeah so you can find me at on Instagram, my Instagram is Chelsea Pinky. Um, but more importantly, the podcast is Black Girls Texting. Um, and we put out episodes every Wednesday. Uh, we have some exciting things lined up in the new year. So okay, they can I'm, find I'm, us there. I'm, yeah, I'm moving to Tuesdays. I haven't, Wednesday just, I, I, I put the first one out on Wednesday. I'm like, this is summer, summer. Okay, wait, there's one more thing I want to say. Um, Black Girls Texting, I love that title because I saw that you guys on the website and everywhere it says it's because there's this whole thing about Black Girl Magic and it's like, you know, black girls doing these. Like, and I, it's funny. I think that during the pandemic, the girl boss died. Where like mm. this idea of like, you know, the girl boss. I'm gonna, you know, everything. I'm just doing everything. It's like, yeah, I just want to chill. You know, it's like, why do we yeah. have to kind of be doing everything? I feel like black girls texting is kind of that same sort of thing. Where it's like, why do black girls have to be magic? Like, why can't we just be texting? So I think that's exactly that's, like, that's like a very yeah. Cool the name, the title is like super mundane super regular i think something that was so special about a show like insecure for example it showed black people just kind of like or black women specifically just like being regular people Wait, it, like, it wasn't about slavery <laughs> it wasn't about slavery it wasn't like about my black husband beating my ass or like it wasn't about the projects right like being, right you know, or me being bullets. Olivia Pope and like super and like extravagant, perfect, or like the next Michelle Obama. It's just like I'm a regular person. So we have black girls travel, we have black girls texting, um, something super simple. Everyone does it. We're just regular old gals. Yeah, I love that. I do think that the whole idea of black girl magic it can be a little bit like something like being like oh like where I'm like oh black black women are so strong. It's like I've seen a lot of black women say like we we don't want to be like strong. Like, yeah, you know, like, don't, I don't want to be strong. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> Go I want to be a woman. <laughs> yeah, it was just the idea of like, like oh, like you know, you'll see people like oh, like she like relationships where it's like the guy basically saying like she stood, you know, she stood basically she stayed with me through cheating. You know, <laughs> basically those long mm. captions where it's like oh yeah, like she like why does love have to come on the other side of struggle, right? Like right. Uh, you know. So yeah, I love the idea. I love, love that. I love that. I love the title. Um, thank you for joining. It's been been a pleasure. 
Thank you for having me. And you have to come on um, Black Girls Texting. Oh, trust me. I'd love to. I can, any, let, let me know. Any, we can talk about TV writing. We could talk about um, being, thotting, well, not, I won't say thotting, but thotting and bopping around Hollywood. Um, we can yeah. talk about whatever. You know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, we can talk about acting. I, I don't yeah. act, but I know a lot of uh, actors. But yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Connect down. me with your actor friends. Also, is that an Emmy in the pack? No, it's, someone, someone thought that before. It's a, it's a, it's an NAACP Image Award. And oh. you know, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's funny. I thought it was a mistake at first because, like, whatever year they did it, like, I wasn't on Blackish that season. I was in the season before, but they were like, it's the, they said it's the calendar year. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, it's the calendar oh. year. And then, but you have to order it. And I, I should find the price because I've told the story before, but like, I didn't order it until like sometime in the last year. Cause I was like, it's like, I should find the price, but it's like, how much is it? I'm gonna find it right now. So around, it's, it had to be like around 300 probably. I think like the ones they give you on stage, like if you're, you know, if you win best, whatever, like on stage and they, they hand it to you on stage, you don't pay for those. Like I was talking, I don't know if you know Etienne, if you don't, I'll connect you. His mom is Cheryl Lee Ralph. And, you know, oh. she won, best, yeah, she won best supporting actress for, for, I mean, obviously, I mean, that's the least, you know, she's obviously, you know, the mom and Moesha, you know, she's mm-hmm. obviously a whole bunch of things. A dream um, girl. Yeah. Dream, yeah. It's funny. Like people don't know, even sometimes I don't know everything that she's accomplished, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think okay. Here it is: NWACP Image Awards trophy request. <laughs> I, I ordered it. I ordered it so many years later, and I don't even really know why I did. But I, I think I'm like, okay, well, it's it's like a nice prop. Yeah, um, I mean, that's, that's a, so that's cool. A, yeah, obviously, it's it's more than a prop, but like, it's a nice yeah. it's a nice use of it. But um, it was uh, th- I'll I'll text it to you, but it was probably like two fifty or three three hundred or something like that. Like there their inventory uh and you have to order it like and then there's like supply issues during you know during covid and um you know it's uh i thought they just gave it to the winners see I, okay, while they have you, to pay yeah i know it, the thing is if you're oh oh my okay here it is it was four hundred dollars like i'm over here short selling it it's like 400 see that's why I, I mean i was i've made a lot of money in you know in, in, in different things but i was like that's four hundred dollars like like for, that's like a that's yeah kind of i mean that's that's a good chunk of money yeah, as for an award, you already, I mean, you ha- you you won it, like you earned it. Yeah, you earned it. Um, but I mean, I guess, I guess they, look, the NWCP, uh, whatever, uh, NWCP, I guess has to keep the lights on. Um, mm. and yeah, I ordered it many many years later, but I'm happy I did. It's like a cool, you know, I I'd love. I, I it would be nice to have an Emmy. Um, for sure. Um, soon. Yeah, soon. I honestly should have one already, but you know, certain things happen. But um. Yeah, someday. But yeah, it is an NCP image award. I'm sure you'll have. I know that I, I was Weezy recently posted that she uh, an AVN award. Um, you know that uh, that's like a like, although, uh, I'm over here rambling, but it is interesting. I love that. Like, I don't not that I love, but like it's interesting that I feel like there's black, like several of the black women podcasts are kind of more sex focused, right? Like like horrible decisions, poor minds, cocktails. And it's interesting that you guys. I feel like you guys are kind of zag, like zagging. You know, like not you know, not in that space. So it is, that's also yeah. like interesting, you know? Yeah. I love the sex podcast. I am a fan of them. Um, and I love that we talk about things outside of that. Cause like we're so much, you know? So yeah, definitely yeah. tune into the sex podcast. There's, there's so many great ones. Oh, yeah. Horrible shout being out, yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. Shout out Weezy. Um, shout out Weezy. Wait, I, mean, yes. I haven't met Mandy. I don't know Mandy, but shout out Mandy and Weezy. Mandy um, and Weezy are great. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll whatever the NWCP Image Award for podcasting is. I'm sure Black Girls Texting, um, or they should the NWCP should probably just have one for like web web things. Um, yeah, for podcasts. But yeah, no, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate it. Your podcast is amazing. I will come on 
Just just say the word. Okay. Right, okay, right. I'm I'm about to look at the schedule and <laughs> schedule you just right now. <laughs> All right, perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Okay, so that was Chelsea. Uh make sure to like, review, rate, subscribe. Uh any other engagement verbs that I'm forgetting. Check out Black Girls Texting. They're amazing. And yes, we will catch you next episode.